Y'all ready for this? Welcome to the RPO Show, Episode 2. I'm Hunter McNeil. I'm here with Dylan Fadden, Connor Sheehan, and Ryan Dobbs. Uh, today, we got, a, we got a packed show for you. We got headlines, armchair GM, betting, one-on-one, crazy stat, all that kind of stuff. So uh, last week, we discussed Aaron Rodgers, where Julio Jones is going to be going, and we picked our favorites to win the division. So Dylan, if you want to get us started with the headlines, go ahead. Right. So I just want to say this first and foremost, we decided as a group to not talk about Aaron Rodgers because, well, he's just been talked about way too much this offseason. So we're going to dive into some of the other people that didn't show up to minicamp. Um, and basically, it was the, the notable ones were Stephon Gilmore, Jamal Adams, and Xavier Howard. So Dobbs, we're going to go over to you for this one. Do you think Jamal Adams will get his contract resolved by week one? All right, well, I'll say this. I, they, bro, they have to get it resolved or else they're like, it, it seriously is a fat joke at this point. I mean, like, you trade two first rounders for the guy. I mean, th- the problem with the situation, though, is the safety market's not very strong right now. He's going to want a lot of money. To, like, I mean, he's, he's going to want a lot of money as extension. Um, and, like, you know, it's almost like, depending on who you ask, is he even the best safety in the NFL? He's a great, like, he, you know, I, I mean, love Jamal Adams, but, like, he, for the money he's going to want, I mean, is like, the Seahawks are in a bind. They're going to have to pay him. They're going to probably end up overpaying him based off value of the safety market. So all in all, I mean, that's, this is exactly what happens when you trade two first round picks though, for like a player, that's not like the best player in the entire league or, I mean, whatever, I, just in my opinion though, it looks bad now either way. Cause it's like, how do you even not have it resolved by this point when you were willing to give away two first round picks for him? You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And I think, a lot of times in like any sport we see a team trade for a player, it's like as soon as they get there, they'll already give the guy a contract extension just to like keep him with the team for a long period of time. All I right, have so a quick solution oh, go for ahead, this. Go I'm ahead. sorry to interrupt. Go okay, ahead. This is what you do. You move Jamal Adam to Jamal Adams to where KJ Wright was playing because he's already damn near a linebacker and then sign Malik Hooker. That would be sick. I would like in- I would like to see that. That would be interesting. The question is, though, like if Jamal Adams would be willing to do that, because then it's like, I don't, I don't, well, what, I don't know. What he money, what money with... is better money, safety or linebacker? Well, it, I guess it kind of depends if you're playing this like a pass rushing linebacker or like if you're like an off ball backer. But like, yeah, that's the thing is like he'd be off ball at, like Seattle. So I don't know, like because I know that his safety, he'd, he'd, be, he'd be like this. This is where, like, I feel like this is where he'd, where he'd have an issue with it. He'd be like, I'm the best, like, or it's one of the best or the se- like second or third best safety. But it's like, well, if you move me to, like, inside backer, I'm still a damn good one. But it's like, then he doesn't necessarily, he's not, like, where he was where he can say confidently, like, I'm one of the best in my position, so I deserve, like, X amount of dollars for, like, playing this position. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that is true because a lot of the contract talks, too, it just, like, basically – goes based off of where they rank at that position. So it would kind of be like an unknown, I guess, for that. But, I mean, he doesn't really play a whole lot of safety, right? Like, he's blitzing a ton. Like, he's just coming downfield hard. So it's it's more of a I mean, linebacker. He's just a box. He's, a, he's, like, definitely the best box. And then that's not all he is, but he's definitely the best box safety in the league at this point. Like, if you if you play a lot in the box, like, you know, like, he, he definitely is, damn, like, damn good at his job. But, I mean, I, if, if I didn't trade two first-round picks for him, would I necessarily pay like 19, 18, 17 mil a season for him? Like, uh, right, I don't know. Right, we'll right, see. Right. Like, we'll, we'll just see how, we'll see how this whole thing ends up playing out. And that's no disrespect to him. That is just the respect to how tight the cap is nowadays with like how you got to pay your star players. And like, so it's a tough road to navigate for sure. 
All right, so Connor, we're going to move over to you with Xavier Howard. And this is kind of an interesting situation because he did sign a contract extension a couple of years ago now. But as you guys know, he's been balling out and he kind of thinks that he deserves more money. So, Connor, how do you see this situation going? Do you think Dolphins are going to extend him more or is he just going to have to hold out? The way that I look at this is that they already showed him a lot of love by making him the highest paid corner at the time when he signed his extension. And yes, he's still playing well. And right now he's the sixth highest paid cornerback for this year. So I really don't get the holdout. Like it's not like he's making a lot less money than he should be. Like if you're top six at your position, you're getting paid pretty damn well. So like, I don't really get that aspect of it. And Miami, they have Byron Jones. Um, they drafted Javon Holland the year before that. Noah Igbenohoney. I know I butchered that. Yeah, but don't that even try. <laughs> the hardest name to say. But, I mean, I think they would be fine if he sat out for, like, a couple games, if he really, really wanted that extension or whatnot. I don't think it's a dire need for Miami to give him that money just yet. And I'm, I'm sure he's not going to want to miss on those game checks every week. So, I think they should hold out and wait him out. Yeah, I um, I agree in this situation too. Obviously, you always want to see the player get what they want and stuff like that to keep players happy. But to me, it's almost coming off as like, I don't want to say greedy because I know that had like super negative connotation. Like he probably wants to get what he thinks he deserves. But it's like at the time, like you said, he was the highest paid cornerback like the Dolphins did that on purpose because they believed in him. And it just so happened that like a couple years down the line, now he's not the highest paid cornerback. So weird situation for sure. All right, Hunter, we're going to you with this one. And I know you're very excited to talk about this, but um, Stefan Gilmore and his contract dispute, there's a couple different factors. Obviously he got hurt at the end of late last year, no more guaranteed money. So I'll let you have the floor. Yeah, you already kind of took some of the points that I was going to say, so it makes my <laughs> argument sound less convincing. But oh uh, if, I'm, if I'm Stephon Gilmore, I'm not showing up. Um, he is the 24th highest paid corner in the league on the final year of his contract. And like Dylan said, a point that I had marked down was that he got injured late last year. Um, so he's 31. This is basically, in my opinion, his last his last chance to actually get like paid. And the thing is, from my understanding, all the money, like I said, no, nothing is guaranteed and it's all performance-based. Um, this is a guy who was named defensive player of the year before the COVID year in 2020 and uh, 2019. Um, and then he led the league in interceptions and passes defended this year. He's a four-time pro bowler, two-time all pro. And my thing is with cornerback is the talent is so important at that position. And that's why you pay him. That's why Bill Belichick pays him. But Bill Belichick is also good about shipping off people that are, you know, are kind of at still got some value, but you're kind of end, end of their career. Um, I think this is a mutual thing kind of for both sides. Like New England benefits from him sitting out almost because if you think about it, like there's no chance for him to get injured. Like they can move him on. And then the same thing with, with Stephon Gilmore, he's not going to get injured. So I think they trade him. I think they get rid of him. I think they get what they can for him. And I think Stephon Gilmore um, gets traded, you know, on the contingency that he's going to sign like a new contract. I think, I think they should trade him and uh, take what they can for him. All right, so I'll pose this to all of you guys then. Where 
do you think Stefan Gilmore would fit in best? And ideally, this would probably be a contender team, um, just given his age and whatnot, like kind of like a win now team. But yeah, where would he get a cool best? one? Oh. I'd love to see him. I'd love to see him. I know this would be tough because it's in the uh, conference, but I think like he would fit. I mean, I don't know if they necessarily need. I guess it's like what the team. I don't know what the the trade market is for him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like I could see him like if they could I don't know if they really need him, but like I think like what if it what if he went to the Steelers? Like that secondary would be scary. That'd be pretty nasty. That would that's be a, that, that's that would a be good nasty. One. I was I'm, thinking I'm um, think. Buffalo. Buffalo would be pretty cool to see Stefan in. Go back um, to Buffalo. That, Go back home. That'd be a fucking lethal secondary yet again. All right. I'll I have I have to say this. I saw Jalen Ramsey tag him on Twitter, trying to like, you know, like trying to whatever you want to call that. What is that? He's not tampering at this point. Yeah, recruit. Um, but at the same time, because since I don't have like a really good destination for him, here's the thing I want to say real quick. Like you said, Hunter, Bill is definitely like always spot on for the most part with his least with his defensive players, shipping them out right when they're losing value and he knows it. And he has a young player that's about to hit like peak value and using them in his rotation. So on a serious note, like, with all respect and love to Gilmore and everything he's done in New England, legendary Patriots player at this point. I mean, seriously, but uh, it's like, I, there's definitely, I mean, like JC Jackson's going to take over that, that cornerback one role and like, you know, but like Belichick's just going to keep it rolling just like he always does. I feel like, like, if, like not, they're not going to miss a beat with him, but it's like, I mean, the Patriots, if any team is going to look like they didn't miss a beat, it'll definitely be that secondary. I also feel like the the Cowboys could definitely come up. I was just whenever, about to when, say that. Whenever someone says something about a star, like the Cowboys are always in discussions. And it seems like more so with like secondary guys too. Mm-hmm. Like they were so heavily linked to Earl Thomas too when all that stuff was happening and whatnot yeah. too. Yeah. All right. We're going to stay in New England with this headline. In an interview with Bill Belichick, he reportedly said that Cam Newton looks way ahead of, way ahead of where he was last year at this time. Are we buying this? I think it. I think this quote's super funny because at this time last year, we were like full on COVID and they were doing like Zoom shit and whatnot. So like that is going to be a little bit ahead of where he was last year coming on to a new team and whatnot. I'm definitely not buying this headline. I've seen a couple of clips. I know we were talking about the other day of him just absolutely missing throws and whatnot. I think Cam is on his way out of the league, if not like going to be a lifelong backup. Um, so I, I'm not buying this at all. Yeah. You know, I, I'm at the point where it's like, all right, I have to say this though, Connor, I, I don't think that he, like, I agree about, I have to throw my pitch to him. Hey, come take Taysom Hill's role. If he leads from the saints, that's, that, that's Cam Newton. That's where you belong. We were talking about and, that yesterday. Yeah. I just can't, I got to throw that out real quick, but no, I mean, I agree, bro. It's like, I don't think, I think that Bill at this point is trying to be as positive as he can. He knows he wants to keep good morale, especially between a veteran quarterback and a young guy. Like, I think he's just playing it smart. Like, I mean, why, you know, like, why not, you know, like why stir the pot when there's no need, especially with, I mean, we know sometimes Cam has his, or his, you know, like where he has emotional moments, whatnot. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. It's just, that's what's been noted throughout in the media throughout the years. So it's like, why, why, you know, like why stir the pot in locker room if you don't have to. So I agree. It's like, even if he isn't coming along better, even if he is like, we'll see i feel like either way he'll probably end up starting the season just to like you know ease mac in but um we'll, we'll see though hey i could be wrong i could be wrong 
Am I buying this? Hell no. <laughs> Fuck no. Cam Newton has only thrown more than 25 touchdowns once in his career and it was his MVP year. And he also has had eight double digit interceptions every single year um, of his career, which is ridiculous. Um, I mean, not to say like that he is a bad quarterback by any means. He had the MVP year. They went to the Super Bowl. They lost, but he can't stay healthy. His arm looks horrible. It looks like he's muscling every throw. There's nothing natural about it. It doesn't spin right. I just very talented athlete. And I can see him taking on like a Taysom Hill role if they use him sparingly, but like, I mean, last year he had 12 rushing touchdowns because they just played him on the goal line, which I think is a great, great option because I think he's a big body. He can get over the line and everything like that. But in terms of being an NFL, like starting caliber quarterback, there's just too much talent in the league right now. I can see like him being a backup for another team or just kind of being like a locker room guy type thing if they want to make him kind of that taste and roll thing, which I could definitely see easily. So my buying that he's way better than he was or way ahead of where he was last time with this year. Um, I mean, unless you mean learning the playbook because he's had a fucking year to do it, then not it's not skill wise. I'll tell you that he's way ahead in age now. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not buying this either. We'll have to link the video. Who um, I forgot, Dobbs, you send it, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I, I definitely. Yeah, still we're gonna have now. to link that video whenever we post this part of the segment and stuff because it was bad, and you guys saw it last year too. Like he, it'd be like a ten yard crossing route, and it would hit the dude's feet. Like, I don't His know. His shoulder is permanently fucked. Yeah. It. Yeah, it's just it's not a good situation. I will say, I agree with both things that um, you said, Hunter whether it's like a goal line package where you just like line him up and let him just fucking run ahead for two yards and muscle in for a touchdown. He was awesome at that last year or a locker room guy. Cam's great at that stuff. And like, I'm pretty sure everyone loves him. It's just, you can't really throw a football right now. I mean, know um, where he'd be good. Like, I feel like he'd be good for like a backup for like Lamar or something like that. Like, I yeah. feel like that would be a yeah. great sign. I mean, that's what RG three was doing. Right. So like, yep. kind of like, RG3 kind of had a similar type of thing, unfortunate with injuries and stuff, and it just he just wasn't the same player. Um, all right, we're going to go into headline number three, and I'm curious to see what you guys say for this. But um, So, man, Nagy was a guest on the Chris Collinsworth podcast. I think, Connor, you listened to the full thing, right? Yep. Um, was it worth the listen? Should we tell people to go listen to it? By far, yeah. Yeah, okay. definitely go listen to it. Um, but basically they just talked about his road to becoming a head coach, the upcoming season, the bears quarterback situation. And when he was asked about when fields will start, he said that there's no possible scenario. Justin Fields starts week one. Andy is our starter. Justin is our number two is sitting. Justin Fields the right move, or would you guys like to see him get out there right away? All right. I'm, uh, I'm glad I get to talk first about this because I did listen to the whole entire interview and I was actually pleasantly surprised by the answers that Nagy had because originally when Justin got drafted, I was the first person to advocate for him to start week one. You know, I really don't think sitting a quarterback, especially a rookie, really does anything to help him. I mean, you can see in the Mahomes case that sitting him did and that, but like, Matt Nagy isn't Andy Reid. He might be close to it, but he just isn't that um, that guy. You're not that guy, pal. <laughs> You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. Guy. You're not that guy. <laughs> um, no, but in all seriousness, his answer to the question was pretty good. I think the 
quote is kind of taken out of context where it's there's no possible scenario Justin Fields starts week one and he's our starter Justin as a number two it's taken a little bit out of context because I think that's what he meant for right now and there's so much like off-season work that needs to be done and from what he said in the interview is that if Justin can act like a pro and command the offense like a pro like that's really tough for a rookie to do you know get the protections right make sure you're getting the reads right and whatnot like a lot of rookie quarterbacks struggle with that early on. I think Nagy just wants to see him be better than every other rookie that's come along at that stuff, which I think Justin can do. So um, the preseason games are really going to tell where Justin's going to come in and start for us. But I'm very excited to see that. You know what I got to say? Because this, this was just something I was thinking about. I feel like at this point, because I'm going to have to disagree with a little bit, Connor. I think the way I'm viewing the NFL in quarter, rookie quarterback situations is a lot of talented guys come in the early rounds. And the difference between them and the guys that get to sit a while or like people that get to marinate for a little bit, minus a few like cases recently, is like, you know, that they have to come in right away. The expectation is like, you're going to lead us to victory. And like you said, they don't know the protections of that well. The playbook's still new to them. And like the whole entire culture of playing against 30 year old men that are like 10 years older than them coming at them to pummel them is like still all new to them. Like it's literally a whole new world. So it's kind of like in college, like it's like when we see big schools, how rarely they're starting like true freshman quarterbacks because in a big school, if you were coming from a high school, like, yeah, you could be real good. But now you're playing against dudes that are 23 years old, 22, 21, 20, like smashing you 18 year old kid. Like, you know, it's kind of like that. It's like, if you started a quarterback, like in the SEC, like that's why we don't see it that often. I feel like it's kind of the same thing. Like talent is only like equivalent to your experience in certain aspects when, especially in like things like the NFL. So it's like, you have great experience at a different level, but it's like, you got to get that experience at the same level. So I feel like honestly, at this point, it's like, as a Bears fan, y'all should feel be happy that you guys are not just going to pull a Trubisky and just throw him to the wolves. Because like, as good as he was in college, I do feel like there is for real a gap that like has to be accounted for. Um, I'm so back and forth on this. I will not listen to that podcast because I can't stand Nagy's voice. <laughs> but I, uh, I don't know, man. I am halfway starting week one, halfway not because – I get the idea of commanding an offense and you don't want to throw him to the wolves and hurt his confidence. And once you put him in, you can't, you can't pull him like you, what you did. Unless you're Brian Flores. Yeah. I was just about to say, I think that's, (laughs) I think that was, I, I don't agree with that, but I guess at the same time is like, as much as like Nagy shouldn't be on the hot seat, he is. And I don't get me wrong. I'm a, until Nagy proves me wrong, I'm a Nagy uh, hater, but my thing is he doesn't have time. So like he can start week one, but I, as soon as the bears hit loss number two, Justin Fields is starting. And I also think that they might start him like halfway through game one. Like you don't know, depending on how the game's going, I can see them starting in week two. I just, it's such a toss in the air because I don't think Andy Dalton is, he's not learning anything from Andy Dalton. And that's my main argument for starting him week one. What does he learn from Andy? Dalton? I disagree. Nothing. You're discrediting Andy. I think Andy. Andy has done a lot of good things in the league. Like I know recently it's not good, but what he can learn from Andy is how to be a, literally a productive starting quarterback. Like no. you're hating. No. You're you're hating right now. Andy no, had a I'm lot of saying, good seasons. He doesn't I, learn, especially that, young in his he career. Doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> learn not any, even a good old line. He doesn't learn anything from sitting behind Andy Dalton. He doesn't. 
He doesn't. What do you mean, like, specifically mean? from Andy Dalton or just, like, the process of sitting behind him? Not the process. Andy Dalton. Like, my thing is Andy Dalton's not going to teach him nothing. Like, he can, le- he can learn everything he needs to learn from Andy Dalton in the preseason and the offseason. That's when he's going to have the most time with them, so he can learn it then. He don't need to learn oh. it in the season from Andy Dalton. There's no point. There's no okay. point. And it's you like should... a real game situation until the real season, though. Like that's exactly when like a veteran is gonna help. Like it's like the pressure. And, and Andy Dalton went to the playoffs how many years ago? Who cares? He's done. There's <laughs> a reason he's been a backup. Like do you drafted Justin? No, no, no. Let me get this out right now because now I'm heated. You drafted Justin Fields to start and to win Super Bowls for you. What the fuck do you sign Andy Dalton to do? Okay, manage a team. No, no, no. You you assign him to manage a team. You sign him to manage a team. That's what you want Justin Fields to learn how to manage a team. They're not the same player. They're not the same caliber. They have different IQ. They have different skill sets. They're not the same player at all. He's not learning shit behind Andy Dalton. But I think the one thing you didn't say though that's the most important is just experience, right? Because I know it hasn't been for a long time, but like. He's, Justin Fields started 35 games in college, but not the NFL. Look, all right, and let me do, okay. Look, I, I love Justin Fields, but you're acting like this is the same guy that literally against the two best defenses he played last year didn't throw one game. If I don't want to specifically check the stats again, so so y'all like want y'all want 80 yards, two picks, no touchdowns. So Mac Jones is like, going to sit behind Cam Newton and learn him. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Come, yeah, Cam Newton no. was the MVP of the league. I don't think in 2015. I think you're but saying that like soft, nothing's <laughs> changed between the fact that like you still have to get older and get good. Like you think Justin Fields is going to go oh, win the Super Bowl this yeah, year? Yeah, I forgot. Once Cam got older after his MVP year, he got a lot better. No, but he's his mind is still. You you even said it yourself his body isn't the same. He's still yeah, if he his mind ain't the same body. either. Yes, it is. He just can't throw a football. <laughs> <laughs> he just can't throw no i just think that yeah he's not gonna learn any like play style stuff which is understandable but like the experience of going through seven or eight nfl seasons having i know i know he didn't win a playoff game but he's been in like five playoff games too like i think all that does play a factor i don't think you're right he's not gonna learn shit from any doll wait what did he do with wait what did he do with the cowboys offense last year he four out of the five offensive linemen were hurt. That's tough. That's a tough situation. Don't matter. Well, that's the same as the Bears' offensive line right now. So he better <laughs> well, figure it out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. You guys, you Connor, Listen, back, y'all, are, Connor, back me up. Y'all, are, y'all, y'all are Connor, arguing they're gonna the tell me They're going to tell me that Andy Dalton hasn't seen pressures, shell coverages, all these things that, that, that Justin Fields hasn't seen. Hell yeah, he has. That's, exa- that's Andy, exactly the type of stuff he's going to learn from him. Andy, Andy's going to teach Justin how to be a pro. That's what Justin I'm saying. does not know how to do that yet, That's but I do saying. agree with Hunter about the game experience. I think game experience is huge for rookie quarterbacks, and yep. that's why I want him to start week one. But I think there is some things he can learn from Andy. In game, but with the Connor, right let me, Connor, let me, <laughs> Connor, let me ask you a question. Holmes, Rogers, oh, your guy's favorite. Let me remind you what he did to y'all for Alex years. Smith had a career. <laughs> Alex Smith had a career year that year. When Mahomes sat behind him. Okay, so what if Rogers it- sat behind Favre. These are completely different comparisons. A- a- Andy Dalton is not about to have a career year Let in me Chicago put a with N- Matt Nagy. Let me put he a hypothetical. Has been what if a good quarterback? Like- let me. What if Andy? Wait, Dalton- hold on. Four and five, two and eleven, five and six, seven and nine, six nine and one. 
We want to teach our quarterback to lose because his last five years have all had losing records. What were the ones that? That's the you're, you're, you're like the Bengals have had anybody rep. And what are what are what are the Packers? What are the Packers without Aaron Rodgers? Nothing. Okay. Wait, let exactly. Me, let me put out this hypothetical. Look, I know you guys are Bears fans, but we'll let that marinate. I, just we'll, we'll definitely let that marinate. We'll come back to that in like we'll a year. What are the Packers without sure. Aaron Rodgers? We'll okay, we'll see. Because I bet you, I can almost guarantee it's not like every Bears fan wishes it's going to be. I'm going to be. I will literally. I'm, I, will I hope it is. All right, this. let me put out this hypothetical. If Andy Dalton starts the year, they look good. Andy Dalton looks good. They're like five and zero, six and zero. What do you think the Bears do? Um, it depends on the. Yeah, it depends on the plan they have. If he's if he's five and zero, six and zero, you play him because that my thing at that point it's not about learning from Andy Dalton. It's a chemistry thing at that point. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Maggie you can't in interview that if they're winning games, they're going to stick with Andy. I I agree. I'm glad you guys said that because I think they should too. It's like you don't mess with something that's working, right? But I, although I will say this, it is kind of scary. I think the Bears. All right, ready? They go Rams. Okay. I don't probably know. Probably no. <laughs> but then we play the Bengals, right? We'll win that one. The Browns. Bench game. The Browns, I actually do think is a toss-up. I know their roster is good, but like, it's gonna be a gritty ass game. Whatever. We'll we'll call that an L, right? But then we play the Lions, Raiders, and Packers. That's like three W's if Rodgers isn't there. Right. So that's like four and two. Man. What do you guys? I don't know. I that's see tough. you guys sleeping on Jared Goff. Hat ass. <laughs> <laughs> Hot Lions. All right, we're going to move on because that was, yeah. All right, we're going to go into the betting segment now. I'm mad as fuck. <laughs> hey, I think we just have to clip segment. that. We're just have to gonna clip that and, like, make that, like, Just little us thing. arguing? <laughs> no, no, that no. was too good of a segment. Go, that was hilarious. Where you just go. That was great. I'm mad as fuck. <laughs> I'm pissed. I'm, I'm here. No, save that. That was hilarious. Save no, that that's part. good. Honestly, though, off the record here. We probably need to like disagree on shit. You know what I mean? Oh no, that's oh, exactly. There was no the off the record. That was all the record. Yeah, <laughs> everything I said was all on the record. Yeah, no, this show is gonna no, thrive. I know what People I, thrive on that. on on arguing. We we <laughs> we need to disagree all the time. No real talk though. That's why Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless are fucking electric. No, it's killer. true. I mean, who the hell wants to sit there and be like, watch you be like, yo, I Dobbs. agree with you, brother. I agree completely. <laughs> now, uh, like, like <laughs> it's so true. What'd you say, Hunter? What'd you say, Hunter? Nothing. I, you said, yeah, I had, no. I, had, I, had, I had a bad analogy that wasn't going to work. So okay. I just... All right. We're going to move on. Now we're in the betting segment. I'm really excited for this one. So this is what we're going to do here, boys. We're going to go through every single team, every single division, the win totals. If it's a consensus, we're not saying anything for the over and under. But if there is a disagreement, we'll give you like 20, 30 seconds to run through it and why. I like it. I like it. All right, we're starting out with the NFC North. I hope we're, uh, this one's tough, right? Because if Rodgers isn't there, then yeah. But if he is, then no. Um, Packers over under eleven wins. Under. 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 I think you just have to say that because as of right now, they don't have Aaron Rodgers. So like, I could I also like see them at make... eleven. With or without. Uh, with Rodgers without no yeah that's what I'm saying I don't know I think you just have to make the decision based off of like what we actually have knowledge of and right now he's not a part of the team so all right the Vikings over under nine wins I'm gonna say over 
under. I under. I don't know. I hate these lines that they're not point five because I could literally see them winning nine. Um. Well, that's good then. You might as well just take. I don't know actually whichever one you think because it'll be a push. I'm gonna say, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say under just because the NFC North's a bloodbath. I'm going over. So do we have any who? You and me head over. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Connor, you want to represent us or do you want me to? Uh, I got a little tangent for the Vikings. I think right, there could be a sneaky, sneaky playoff team. I mean, Mike Zimmer's defense was good last year, and they got Danielle Hunter back, and then Michael Pierce, and they just signed Sheldon Richardson. So I think he's going to do good things with that defense. That's I want to add just. Point. I want to add one small thing too. Sorry. Um, again, just with once you factor in no Rodgers then I think the Vikings automatically get boosted because that's a one or two more wins, you know. And then do the NFC North switches every year? They were kind of down last year. I would not be shocked if they actually were pretty solid this year. I'm changing to over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not switching. I, I ain't switching. I, I'm, I'm, sticking with, I'm sticking with under. All right. You want to you wanna give any reason or are you just you going under? All right. I mean, okay, okay. Like, ju- just if I had to sum it up really quick, I don't believe, and not that I don't think he's a, he's a solid quarterback. I just don't know if I believe in Kirk Cousins with like with the offense all the way yet. Like I like I love Jay Jettas and all, but it's like I don't know. Like I mean, Dalvin Cooks, Dalvin Cooks a beast, but I just I don't know. It's like I just don't like. I, I, it's literally you're not that guy, pal. I, like, I, like, I just I, especially after the fact that they've basically been solid for so long now. I don't know. I feel like it's like the inevitable like for real drop-off seasons coming soon where they're going to restart yeah. the whole thing. That's like, true. like the pressure, I feel like the pressure is not real. It feels on him at this point too, where it's like Vikings fans know it. We're like, yeah, this team's pretty well built besides like a quarterback that we can consistently, consistently count on. And I guess an O line, but so well, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just, uh, you can't convince me to go over yet though. I will, we'll, right. we'll see if this is a freezing cold take. That's but. fair. That's fair. I agree. I think it's before we go into the Lions, just to quickly add, the Vikings are a team where I feel like if one thing goes wrong, it could send them in a spiral. And whoa, Hunter, we got a team before the Lions. My apologies. The Bears, over under seven and a half wins. Over. 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 Under. They they had eight last year. And there's an extra game. You saw, you saw the you saw the gears churning in Dobbs' mind, and he's just like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna say." I have it. I have legitimate reasoning too. Oh, just wait, just just give me time. Just give me time. Uh, I, I feel like I'm gonna be the only one that has to explain myself. So yeah, well, I'm I'm going over. So go ahead. Okay. Okay. Like as much as Hunter would agree, I don't think Nagy's that guy. So we'll start with that. I don't think Nagy's that guy. I think every, I think the media and Nagy himself is making one try really hard to think he's that guy. We'll see if how we'll see if this is a cold take or not, but that's, I mean, I'm sticking with that for sure. Right now. Um, The O line shakiest part of the team, most important part of the team, not a good combination. Great defense. Still you, your defense is going to have to win you games the way I see it. Cause it's kind of like how I view things is I do think Justin Fields can be a good QB long-term. Start him right away. I don't think he's necessarily winning you games. I think he's going to be that learning curve. Andy Dalton, kind of like everyone was saying, it's not like he, he's not that guy. So you're in a position kind of regardless where your defense has to win you games either way. And check this. The best thing for the Bears would to be having a losing season this year. Stockpile another draft pick that's high. Actually get a good first-round pick that you didn't trade away and use it on a piece that's going to help you on offense. 
win games we, for the next long period of time with Justin Fields. We don't have. Like, I know it's, it hurts to hear year. right now. You still don't. No, we gave that up for Justin. Justin. All for Justin, baby. So we have to win this year. You should be wearing the Justin jersey right now. Come on. How did I forget this? Bro, how could I forget? How could I? How could I forget this? I'm gonna rip apart the same. You know what? It still doesn't even change my argument necessarily. (laughs) That regardless, I just don't know if this year they're gonna be able to. I don't know. Like I still feel the the future's good. I just don't know about right now. You know what I mean? Like I'm definitely gonna stick with that. I'm definitely gonna stick with that. We're gonna go on to the Lions right now. Over under five. Under. <laughs> Over. Over. Under. Oh, wow. I'm going under. I'm surprised. Right. I I want to hear I, what they I want to hear what you guys have to say. Yeah, so this is a, just this, I feel quickly, like the over is a hot take, if I'm being honest. So <laughs> I honestly think they'll hit five. I can honestly see them going six and eleven. I really can. And I don't necessarily like golf at all i actually hate him but like i don't know man i just know what i'm gonna keep it short dan campbell effect that's that's, honestly that's all you would have had to say and i would and and i think i think okuda has a big second year Oh no! I was well, I, I was gonna I was literally gonna say, bro, how are they gonna forget about the Campbell effect? But moreover, I think that the game plan is gonna be they have they actually have a good old line now, like, and it's gonna keep getting better. That's definitely the focus of the team. They're gonna be able to turn out yards on the ground, and they know it. Golf, like you said, I don't like. I agree with you. I don't believe, Lee, but if he can manage a game, if the offense works like that, how it did in, for a while in Los Angeles, if they can turn that ball and keep the defense, keep the box loaded. Goff can do his thing, and like I see them winning like six, seven games. Honestly, that that's like how I would see the situation. All right, Connor, I'm gonna give like a 10 second spiel real quick. First off, the 17 games is kind of fucking me up, but I really can't see the Lions winning more than five games. Like I pictured five and 11 at first, but I guess we'll have to go five and 12. But then even if it is that, I get the push, baby. I get my money back, so I'm chilling at five. I'm just gonna say that defense is fucking awful oh and you can't stop anybody with that defense the combination of dan campbell effect baby the combination of jared Goff and detroit is disgusting so that's all i have to say when you bro when you're biting off the opponent's kneecaps you can stop anybody you're forgetting you just don't (laughs) don't forget about that damn campbell effect that's true that's true all right we're heading over to the nfc east now we got the cowboys leading the division with nine and a half going over I'm going over as well. I have really had to think about this for a while. Over, but they don't make the playoffs. Over. I'm going over to wait. What? Can you win? <laughs> Can you win 10 games and not make the playoffs? Yeah. Happened last year. Yeah, it could. Yeah. It Low happened key. a lot in the AFC. Yeah, there's like two teams, I think. We have an extra spot now, too. The oh, Dolphins didn't get hit with that last year. <laughs> Hunter's like, fuck. Just don't worry about it. All right. <laughs> the Washington football team at eight wins. Going over as well. I'm so in the middle, but I'm just going to have to like, I'm going to have to go over. I can't go under. Over. I'll go over too. They're winning 10 and making the playoffs. This magic effect? They're going to have the tiebreaker. They're going to have the tiebreaker. Well, that's the thing. I fuck with that. I'm just going to 
say this right now for the Giants. I'm going to say over as well, but like, I it wouldn't surprise me if they were all like 10, 10, and eight or whatever. You know what I mean? Or like 10, nine, and eight. Yeah. Um, so the Giants over under seven wins. I, I agree with you, Dylan. I think it's over, and I think they're all going to be 10 and eight. That's like just a little bit above 500. Right. I'm definitely going. I, I'm definitely taking uh, 10 and eight. Wait, wouldn't it be 10 and seven? Yeah. When do we move into the yeah. 18 games? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say wait, yo. I was like, wait. Connor's, no, I, 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 I definitely can like see 2030 when we move it up to 18 game schedule. I can see, I, I can see the Giants winning 10 games for sure. I, I'm, I, I, that's like one to take the over on this one for real. Like, the Joe Judge effect is real. I would say over as well. Yeah, I'm going over. All right. NFC on. beast. I hope we're in a consensus <laughs> on this next one too. We we definitely are. We, we definitely have the are. Eagles at six and a half under. Points. Under, yeah. So uh, uh, I was gonna say, just just Under. get it over with. I don't. How, how the fuck did they get a more favorable? All right, you know, I'm not. I don't have any rants. I, 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 like literally, I don't. I, don't know. I could feel the Dobbs train starting to leave the station. Yeah, it, it was, uh, I, I was not. I can't. I can't leave the station. We'll be gone for like too many trips. All right, for this one. All right, we're going to the NFC South. We got the Bucks leading this division at 11 and a half wins. I'm saying the over because I already put money on it. I'll say over just because they're they're definitely going to be gelling. Like, I, I guess I'd have no reason not to. Over. Yeah, I'm going over. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they started the season. I Again, I haven't looked at their schedule, but, like, if they started, like, 8-0, I wouldn't be surprised at all or something like that. All right. I might just say the opposite on this one just in spite, but we got the Saints at over under nine. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over as well. Oh, no. I'm still mad. <laughs> but I'm going to say over, though, if Jameis is starting. Yeah, that's got to be conflicting for you. You love you love James, I but love then James Dobbs just so kind of ripped Dobbs into makes, it. Dobbs makes the Saints <laughs> so unlikable. They're like the Steelers team. I am year. literally the most like like supportive fan of other teams. I just keep it real. I, no. I, 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 the viewers over time will see. I don't, I'm not a shit talker. I'm just, I just keep it real. I respect that. I'm going to go over too. That team is still really good. Like really, really good. Um. This is kind of a weird line, I guess, but the Falcons over under seven and a half. Going under. And, uh, under. under. That defense is I'm so under. bad. That defense is. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if the Lions defense can't win any games, the Falcons defense is winning negative games. <laughs> They're breaking. Yeah. Like the... That's so we're all good saying. with under here? Yeah, even if they had Julio, they'd have to put up like 60. <laughs> Calvin Ridley's. Mm. He's gonna have fantasy wise. He's gonna have a crazy year. Mm-hmm. I feel like Kyle Pitts is gonna have a Kyle really good Pitts year is too. Gonna be unreal as well. I think they already said in camp they were kind of like force feeding him the ball in a lot of seven on seven force stuff. Feeding a rookie tight end. Oh yeah. my god! Quick, I just have to throw out this tangent. I'll have a second. People that people that were mad that Kyle Pitts is like a tight end five or six in fantasy. If he doesn't finish the season top three, I'll be surprised. Like you, people for real, like sleeping on how much of an impact the dude that six six runs a four four, and can has like the biggest catch radius in damn near football at this point is well, going to have. Like if people are seriously are sleeping ridiculously hard. Side tangent to your side tangent, real quick. Just I I don't want to say he's going to be Kelvin Johnson, but his measurables were almost identical to Kelvin Johnson. So like, 
what are we doing here? Like, you know, this guy's most likely going to be an absolute stud. You so was that, uh, was. so was that white receiver that played for Jacksonville in the early 2000s. He had Where the same measurables as Megatron, and he was a baller for like a year. And then See, I think he I... did like a lot of drugs. <laughs> I think, I think he had like a Darren Waller type impact, like literally year one. Like, that's right, like what I would right. like comp him to right off the jump. Yo, he could just get high, the ceiling's just higher and higher from there. Speaking of a lot of drugs, Ryan Leaf is a co-host of the Rich Eisen show. I thought that was pretty cool. I did not know, I know that. that. Um, all right, we're gonna no go supporting on supporting the- other shows on here. I, I love Rich Eisen. I was watching some clips today and it was Ryan Leaf, and I was so shocked. I was like, I thought this guy just like did a bunch of drugs and was a bust, and then he no he fills into him uh he fills in for him when he's not there. Yeah, that's awesome. Um all right, we got the Panthers oh. at Oh, what? His name was Matt Jones for people who want to go look up Matt, Matt Jones. Jones. I actually don't yeah. know who that is. All right, we got the Panthers at over under seven and a half wins. Under I'm going Sam under Donald's too. Give it the thumbs down train. I'm going under too, but I could see it happening. I could. I'm with you though, Dylan. I could definitely see it happening. Like if Sam Darn really flicks the switch, uh, it is definitely like fully possible. But it, they need to start PJ Walker. <laughs> That's your boy. It is your gonna boy. Give, fantasy. He's gonna give his whole team mono. Oh. What Sam? Yeah, he sucks. He's built like a thumb. He looks Man, like he's part of Darnold's ass. He looks like he Dude, looks like the animated like, like an right now. What's yeah, going he, on? What is like going on with the Darnold like on the show? <laughs> he's like. He's like an if if they drew like a person in Veggie Tales, that's what he looks like. Why is that like actually like that's a that's a good bake. Write that down. Because it's fucking, that, that was just like so I don't think like anybody has anybody ever too. said that before. That's a good one. We gotta like throw he that just down. Looks, he looks like a he looks weird, like a thin redheaded like Santa. I, I will know, say this. Young. I don't like Sam Darnold at all. I shit on him for like the last three years. But he is with Joe Brady and like that just scares me personally. More stuff that's it like, should. It should scare all of us right. as long as he can literally just figure out the progressions. Like it, it, it is yeah. real scary. Yeah. All right. Enough with the Panthers. We're going on to the NFC West. We have the Rams at over under 10 and a half wins. Going over. Definitely going over with Stafford. Over easily. I'm going not over Jared too. Goff. Going over. He's not Jared Goff. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be crazy. All right, we're going on to the 49ers. Now we have over under 10 and a half wins. Going over. I'm going to go under. Um, I'm going to say under. I'm going under too. Connor? I'm on my island here all along. <laughs> Um, George Kittle's coming back. Ayuk's gonna make a second year leap. I I don't. I think that team could put up. I think that team could put up thirty points per game this year, and their defense is still pretty tolerable. Nick Bosa's coming back, yeah. So I don't know. I trust. uh, I trust Kyle Shanahan more than anybody, or almost more than anybody else. Only thing. Only thing uh, is, I see the Seahawks doing really well this year, and also their schedule is kind of hard. That's the only reason I went under. 
Yeah, I. This one's tough. I think it's gonna be close because, like, again, this is another division where like all these teams are probably gonna be right around that 10-9 win mark. Um, yeah. And like they were so screwed with injuries last year, like it was absurd. They didn't even have Jimmy G for a while too. And when he did play in some of those games, he played hurt and he was just throwing picks left and right. If you guys remember early last season. Yeah. Um. All right, we're going on to the Seahawks over under nine and a half wins. Going over. Taking the over as well. Over. Over. Easy enough. Cardinals over under eight wins. I want to say under, but I'm I'm gonna go over. I'm gonna I'm gonna go over as well. Over. Under. Ooh. Respect. Kyler Murray hater. No, Kyler Murray. <laughs> I saw you tweet go crazy. play baseball. That's okay, what I heard. Okay, okay. That's a lie. <laughs> um all right, a little defense here. They're just a weird team. That division is so crowded. If the Rams, 49ers, and Seahawks are what we think they are and know that they are capable of, then I just don't see them getting to that. It's more like stuff out of their control. You know what I mean? Yeah. I will say this. They did add some stuff and whatnot. Um, why? Dobbs, what did you say about um, Cliff Kingsbury before? Oh, he's David. Maggie with the clean cut. <laughs> <laughs> That's also part of my reasoning. I'm not buying into Kingsbury yet. I just they I have a. Into them yet. I don't. I don't like Kingsbury, but they have a far easier schedule than uh, 49ers. True. In true, my true, opinion. True. All right. So that was the NFC. We're gonna jump over to the AFC now. We got the AFC North and the Ravens and Browns both tied here, but we'll go Ravens first. Over under ten and a half wins. Over. 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 I'm going over too. I think I think the main reason why, in my opinion, is because of that 17 game stretch. They have such a young team that it's like they're gonna they're gonna be a lot more rested. Yeah, I mean they got Lamar, some more playmakers too now. I think Rashad Bateman's going to be a stud. Um, yeah, it'll also JK, JK Dobbins, I think, might have a crazy good year this year because it'll be more reliant on him and not like a split backfield, I think. But all right, we'll go to the Browns now. We got over under 10 and a half wins. Over. This might, this might be my favorite over. I'm definitely going to take the over here as well. They better be over. They should blow that shit up. Yeah, I for, I'm, for I'm real over too. Go ahead. You Dallas. can't win if you can't win eleven games with that roster. Come on. No, I, bro. Like I don't. I don't get the job train started. Like, if you can't, they gotta blow, literally blow that shit up with we'll, TNT. We'll like, reel it back in. Save it for something else. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go on a rant <laughs> soon. It's, it's brewing. <laughs> All right, we go with the Browns then. Yeah, definitely go with the Browns. All right, cool. We got the Steelers at over under eight and a half wins. Going under. I'm going over. Over. I'm going over too, actually. Oh, I think really? they have nine. I only think nine. I don't think it's I don't think it's any more than nine. They're gonna get right around there and then it's it's tough. That offensive line is horrid if mm-hmm. you guys haven't looked at it lately. Mm-hmm. And Big Ben can't throw it past twenty yards. So uh, well no, I was I was under the assumption that Dewey Haskins would be starting. So <laughs> 
Do you call him? Is that what you said? Dewey Haskins. Do you call Dewey Haskins Dewey? That's what they call him. Body. Are you serious? Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Your boy. That's actually that's actually pretty cool. I did not know. I also have a cousin named Dewey, so it's funny. (laughs) Shout out Dewey. For real. Shout out Dewey Haskins. Let's go. Um, all right, we're gonna go on to the Bengals over a six and a half win. My, I don't know. My heart says over, but I'm my brain says under. Literally, exactly what he said. I'm gonna go over, but only seven. Like I, these ones are like the ones I'm doing over. It's like literally a half game. So you got everyone in this division hitting their win totals. Yeah. Okay. I respect that. Um, I'm gonna go under, but like Connor said, I I, I do want to say over, but I I can't. They're just not there like, yet. I feel like everybody's kind of rooting for the Bengals this year. I don't know. You guys, oh, I'm, not, I, team, no, right? I'm not rooting for them. Fuck Cincinnati. <laughs> what? Damn. I'm just okay, Hunter. You want to you want that with the Bengals? No, 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 no. Listen, listen. Y'all want to wake up and be like, oh, I live in Cincinnati, Ohio. Damn, you're on that with Cincy. So this is what's going to happen now. I'm going to clip this one part, and then I'm going straight to the Bengals Reddit and posting it. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm sure they feel the same way. <laughs> no, but, dude, that's, all right, that reminds me. I guess it's just Ohio Just like Oklahoma general. City. Imagine that. I got to go to work at Oklahoma, in Oklahoma City today. Do you know today? what's funny as fuck? <laughs> that, now that you say that, imagine Russell Westbrook and Ke- Kevin Durant and James Harden all just waking up in Oklahoma City. Like, oh my god fuck? imagine them hitting <laughs> that's the exactly club. what that's exactly what went wrong right that's exactly Man. what went wrong one day that's all the cl- all the all the clubs are like bojangles in iowa city that's every <laughs> single thing in okc bojangles bojangles um no but real quick another sidebar that's what uh joakim noah said about cleveland I don't want to wake up anywhere so in Ohio. Basically, basically Ohio is just yeah, I was gonna say Ohio is just like the media get roasted spot of the entire world, I guess. You ever yeah, met a like, cool person? I've met like one cool person from Ohio. I don't I don't even know if I know my dad anybody grew up from in Ohio. Ohio for four years. So you can just tell when someone's from Ohio. Damn, so. Dylan's dad didn't make the cool list. Look at look, Dylan's sick. Oh, how does I met your dad? dad. Oh, oh Dan, he, he, he still he's still eligible. He's still eligible. He's still yeah. eligible. Um, shout out Columbus, I guess. But fuck Ohio State. The Midwest um, uh, Silicon Valley, apparently. Yes, yeah, all that shit. All right, we're going to the <laughs> AFC East now. We got the Bills at over under 11 wins. I'm going to go over. I'm going under. Over. I'm going over. Dob, speak your shit. I don't even want to hear speak this my shit. shit. <laughs> I'll talk my shit. We already have a lot of teams hitting their win totals already in the AFC. I think I'm going to have more teams going over. I think they're going to hit their win total and go over it. I mean, not that I don't like the Bills. Not that I don't think they're good. I still think that there's some, like, per se, holes you like on defense. I think that I love Josh Allen, but I also don't know if it's going to be like this huge jump, jump that everyone thinks is. He already had a huge jump from his, like, you know what I mean, from. So it's like I don't – I expect almost more of the same from last year where the offense is still not, like, in peak form. I mean, I love Stephon Diggs, but it's like I don't – I can totally see them just being, like, a 10-7 and seven team. That's why I would – I see them winning, like, 10 games. Like, I see them being a good team, still formidable, but still kind of developing into, like, that top, top-tier team. And I know Bills fans are probably sick, but, like, 
that's just my honest opinion on like how things are going. So I just have a quick question for you. Okay. So you think the team that was in the AFC championship last year in a COVID year, who just got a new star receiver and a greatly improved quarterback has another year to gel with chemistry and is not going to get 11 wins. Okay, I'll I'll tell you this too. I I like the division they play. Like I think they have tough divisional opponents. Like like that. I think none of none of their divisional opponents are cakewalks anymore. Even though mm. I know people think the Jets are a cakewalk, I I personally don't think the Jets are going to be a cakewalk. So Fuck like them. I I feel like that's where people are sleeping. Is that everyone thinks that the Bills division? Everyone thinks that the East is just like a walkthrough. Whereas like I'm seeing no, it as I, like I could literally see the Patriots. I don't think it's a walkthrough like at all. Winning I, the division. Like, I, that's like an unpopular okay. opinion. We'll get to that. I mean, I basically already spoiled my over for the Patriots. But, like, I think people are really counting out, like, teams that they shouldn't be right now. You had me until you said the Patriots are going to win the division. Hey, get Mac Jones in there, bro. You smoked that. You Shit. smoked that whole you – ha- you were persuading me, and then you Shit. smoked it with the one statement. Should have hey. just went out when you were ahead. Hey, when – hey. Hey, we're, we're just just wait. Just you, y'all, okay. hey, y'all are forgetting how the Patriots spent their money in free agency. Apparently, yeah, on a no. broke ass Cam Newton. I don't think any of his money's guaranteed, actually, which is the funny thing. But um, smart business move. It is. All right, we're gonna go on to the Dolphins over under. Oh wait, I didn't even say mine. I don't think. Did I? Whatever. Over. I, um, no, you did. I think you said it. All right. Cool. 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 Dolphins over under nine wins. Over. 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 I think they're going to be right around that same mark again, but, like, they went 10-6 and six last year. It's, their team got better, too. Well, uh, I think they won a lot because of Fitzmagic. That is so true, too. It's... Actually, I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under because I, I don't trust Tua. Change it for me. I'm going, I'm going under because I don't, I don't trust Tua. I don't trust Tua yet either. I think their team is amazing. I just don't trust Tua. Yeah, I don't either. And uh, Connor's a Tua truther, so I don't. Yeah, you know, I got that Waddle Tua connection this year. That's going to be Tyreek Hill. They're sleeping, Connor. They're sleeping. Bex. All right. Patriots. Patriots over under nine. I'm going under. I'm going over. It depends how early Mac Jones starts. If Mac Jones starts early, I can see them over. If Mac Jones starts late, I see it under. I'm going over. Um, does anyone want to talk about this? Or... Can I say one thing? Just Because re- I don't want to have the floor necessarily at all. But I think even if Cam Newton starts almost the whole season – as long as he just manages games in like to like a good degree, the defense for real can win you like 10 games. Like I, like, I especially with Belichick coaching the defense. Also Dante Hightower, most underrated player in the history of the NFL. Anyways, <laughs> with that, with that said, literally hot take of the day is that Dante Hightower is literally the most underrated player in the history of the NFL, or at least the most underrated linebacker in the history of the NFL. Anyways, carry on. <laughs> um, I will say this, they're getting people back that opted out for COVID and stuff they had the most last year. And then their signings, it's really going to come down to the quarterback play and whether you trust Mac Jones or Cam Newton for that matter. All right, we're going on to the Jets at over under six and a half wins. I'm going under, but I think they're going to do some good things this year. I'm going to go over. Under, they they suck. 
I'm going under as well. Dobbs. All right. Um, Zach Wilson's going to be better than people think. The O line's going to perform better than people think. They can churn out yards on the ground. They got three backs that can churn out yards. Or and or if you throw in Elijah Bourne to that with like sweeps and whatnot, that definitely Sal is going to implement from his previous tenure in San Francisco. I feel like the offense is going to just like work well where they can they can literally manage the clock, win seven games. I don't see them winning more than like seven or eight games, but like I can definitely I, I that's how I see their season going. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, we're going on to the AFC South here. We got the Colts at over under 10 wins. Under. Under. Over. Over. The stalemate on this. I mean, I I mean the roster alone should win them ten games. Like, I'm sorry. Like Carson Wentz, who I can't stand, is like as long as he plays like middle of the pack, they'll have eleven wins. Yeah, I just want to add to that. I that's why I said it too, because I agree and then I think this is probably where we're going to disagree with both Connor and Dobbs is like, I think he will, he's back with his old um, offensive coordinator and um, Reich. And I just think he'll be middle of the pack kind of generic, but that's all they need him to be. Right. So that's mm-hmm. why I said it. Just a more mobile Phillip rivers. I'll get them wherever they need to go. Connor Dobbs, you want to say anything real quick? Well, okay. I- no you can go for i feel bad i interrupt you you go first you go first um that defense is really fucking good i like it a lot um offensive line is good but carson Wentz to me is mitch trubisky 2.0 and they don't have the receivers that the bears have so it's gonna be tough for him them to get the ball down the field I'm kind of in a weird position where I look, look, if there's, if there's one that I think that I have a good chance to be wrong on it is this one. So like, I'll definitely admit that, but my biggest thing it comes down to is that like, I do think Carson Wentz is going to improve with Reich again, but it's like, is this confidence ever going to be all the way back to what it was? And moreover, they do have a really tough schedule. So I think that's like what it comes down to most for me. All right. We got the Titans at over under nine and a half wins. Over easily. I, I definitely. Oh, I feel like they wrote this line before Julio got there. Whoever wrote this line needs to be fucking fired. You better put the mortgage on the over strictly off Derrick Henry's back. Well, I mean, even if Julio wasn't there, you seriously might as well take the over. Do you guys? Yeah. Think what the fuck? Do you guys really think it's that horrible of a line though? Haven't they been? I right think around it's horrible. Wins? I think I think it should have been ten. I think it should have been. When 10, you add a game half. to this season, I feel like it's a, kind of a bad. That's line. true. Okay, just because yeah. of that, it's horrible. So like for like, if it was still a sixteen game season, then nine and a half would be like a great line, right? I still think. And it's you bad. play the Jags and Texans twice this year. I still think, it's, I still think it's ten. Like I feel like that's that's almost like four wins for them. Like they've been good for the past two years. Like not good, like great. How are they going to be right above five hundred? That doesn't make any sense. But I'm saying, haven't they been right around there? Like here, ready. Besides last year when they won eleven and five, they want their last four seasons were all nine and seven. That was That's different. That, that Tannehill was like came before, in late. I would say that also was like before Derrick Henry was actually like churning, churning yards to any all, all the years before really like the last two years. Once that they was set like Mariota, they've been winning. That's true. I, I just I guess my my only thing is I think it's actually a pretty solid line. Um, I think so I, too, Dylan, because in your defense, the other teams that have 10 and a half wins are Ravens, Browns, Rams, 49ers. And I think those teams are substantially better than the Titans. I disagree. At with least that. at least by a game. Yeah. 
That's all I was saying. But I do think they will hit the over on this. I think my thing, Connor, with that is I trust the Titans more than like the Browns, to be honest. I really? trust Rabel more than Stefanski, and I trust Tannehill more than Baker. And okay. I trust Derrick Henry more than the backfield. The back don't get me wrong, the backfield in Cleveland is outstanding. But I would rather have the ball in Derrick Henry's hand. I also definitely trust Tannehill okay. more than Garoppolo right now, assuming like Trey Lance doesn't start right away. Like I feel like yep. like I damn near would rather have this. I feel like that the I just could definitely see like the Titans and Niners being reversed. But other than that, Connor, I do agree with what you're saying. I think that's fair. You guys make some good points. Yeah. <laughs> I know they're good. Or I wouldn't say them. <laughs> All right. We're going to go on to the Jaguars over under six and a half. I mean, come on, guys. You know what to do here. I'm going under. I'm sorry. <laughs> we, we definitely know what to do here. Sorry, under. Jags fans. Sorry. You I just live in like, Jacksonville. I just feel under. like. Whoa! You say you live in Jacksonville? I'm sure Jacksonville's nice. Yeah, wait, hold on. I gotta I'm give. Sure. I gotta give some rep. I, 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 I used to know. I don't think they live anymore. But I have family that lived in Jacksonville and plant. I was rock with Jacksonville. I gotta give. I, little, Why don't they south, live there anymore? Oh, I don't know if they do. They Whoa. might. I don't. Probably because they don't want to stay in Jacksonville. They might though. Like they <laughs> might. They might. Like I don't. I don't talk to them in a long ass time. They might. If anyone picks up and moves and it's not for a job, they don't want to live there no more. And there's probably reasons. Okay, Hunter. I wish I could share, share my screen real quick, but I just typed into Google, is Jacksonville nice? And it says, Jacksonville is in Duval County and is one of the best places to live in Florida. Living in Jacksonville offers residents a dense suburban feel and most residents own their homes. It sounds like someone held a gun to the writer and said, <laughs> write something nice. <laughs> yeah, that oh, you, you, go, you, go, you, go, you go look at some Jacksonville fans. When you watch a game and let me know if you want to live there. Again, now you actually now I'm just I looking up Jaguars it. fans just that like I just want to just to see what you I go do that. that. You go do that and tell me if you want to live there. See, and I'm not I don't discriminate against any type of fan base. I, everyone can get it. Every team is gonna get something from me. I don't oh yeah, care. no, I know that's true. I'm just waiting for the Saints fans. <laughs> These to guys get. look like nice people. Okay. Go go no, go stay with them. You wanna go live there? Go live there. They look nice. We're going on to the Texans now over under four and a half wins. Under. Under. Davis Mills. Under. Shut the fuck. (laughs) I'm going under too. All right. We're not going to talk about them anymore. AFC West now. We got the Chiefs leading at over under 12 and a half wins. I'm going over and I have an interesting stat for this one. The last Six or seven years in a row, an Andy Reid-led team has hit their over win total every year. Yeah, I see no reason I can't take the over on this one, even though it's super high, because it's like Mahomes is playing against one of the – or playing behind one of the best – probably the best O-line of his whole career, and that's saying something. He's already won a Super Bowl with one of his previous O-lines. Yeah, I definitely would take the over. Yeah, I can definitely see them winning 12, but I never want to, like, bet against Mahomes. So I'm going to go over. I'm a Mahomes truther, so you already know what I'm going to say. Over. And, guys, he's been saying he wants to go for the 20-0 season. Even if he doesn't do some shit like that, he's going to win more than 12 games this year in the regular season. I'm sure every player in the NFL wants a 20-0 season. It doesn't fucking matter. But no one vo- <laughs> no one vocalizes it like he has. That takes some balls. I'm sure Brian Fitzmagic has once or twice. <laughs> okay, well, then he's capping to himself. I hate to say it. 
Um. All right. Broncos over under eight and a half. Over if they have Rodgers. As if I'm just gonna speak on it right now. No hypotheticals for me. I'm just gonna say under. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Unless I'm the only person who says it. I can see them going nine and eight if they have Bridgewater start the whole year. If they play with Locke a little bit, they're gonna be under. I'm with Connor on this. I think you need to throw in the contingency just because, I mean, if Rodgers is going to go to any team, I think it's going to be the Broncos, right? Like, I don't know what other team in the NFL he's going to go to. So if they have Rodgers, then obviously yes over because that roster is unreal when you had Rodgers. And then, yeah, just without, I'm going under. All right, Chargers over under. Oh, these got flipped. All right, Chargers are the second team in this and they have over under nine wins over is this a real line yeah oh dude super real this is fucked because they're they're going over this are you shitting me do they think brandon staley is coaching middle school over over easily yeah jay herbo (laughs) i'm going over too the biggest thing is the fact that they have staley and not anthony lynn anymore huge thing Perennial um, loser. I've never. It, yeah, we we don't we don't have to get into it. Lynn right. over there coordinating the Hot Lions. Just remembering this. Damn, the Hot Lions train might be at. It might be staying yeah. at the station another season. Connor, we'll have to see how this goes. <laughs> another year, man. A team known for losing signs. Anthony Lynn is their coordinator. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's actually, bro. This shit, you can't make it up. I'm sorry, you literally man. can't. Yeah, no disrespect, but like after last season, no. Yeah, they're becoming so unlikable to me. They have Jared Goff. It's Detroit. Yo, chill on our boys Sewell, though, bro. Yeah, kind of. No, all right. Their offensive line is going to be really good in a couple years. I can't lie. All right. Raiders over under seven. Under. Under. Over, I think, the win eight. I'm going under. It's going to be close, though. I think they'll I think they'll get around there. I think Derek Carr is a better quarterback than people make him out to be. And I'm I, I'm not 100%. like – I don't – and I, I love Josh Jacobs too. Uh, Dobbs told me wrong. I was hating on him a while ago just because I, I don't trust Alabama running backs besides Henry, obviously. But, yeah, wait, whoa, uh, whoa. you got to put some trust in Harris. Hey, you got to put some trust in Think about it, think, think, think about it, think about it, think about it. They run behind the best line in football. Like, come on. So we gotta give Mark Ingram. We gotta give Mark Ingram his props Ingram. too, real quick. We we definitely gotta give Mark Ingram his props. Oh yeah, he's had such a long career. He de- he really has of success. He's been pretty successful. Sarcastic. He has, he has, he has. But at, at the oh, last been, couple of years, he, but he wasn't like a. Solid. I get what you're saying. He wasn't like a feature back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he's been good as a back, but like nothing where you're like, wow. Like he had a year or so, but no, the peak of his career was when he was playing in tangent with Kamara for sure. He's no Deuce McAllister, but that's okay. Honestly, yeah, no. Deuce is definitely a uh, <laughs> definitely no Deuce. Deuce right. is my favorite back growing up. All right. We're gonna wrap up this segment because it took a long fucking time. But yeah, Hunter, armchair GM. Armchair GM. So everyone gets a conference or everyone gets two divisions, one from each conference each week, and they have to make moves. Um, I am first on the list, but I'm not going to go first because that's bad hosting. So I'm going to give Dylan it. I'm going to work our way up the list. Dylan has the NFC West and the AFC West. All right. Um, so for my NFC West, you got to protect the quarterback. 
this is what Russell Wilson was super upset about. They had Dwayne Brown and Brandon Shell was the right tackle. He played well, but he's still like he you're not that guy, right? Um and Dwayne Brown is 36, so we're going. Am I butchering this? Is it Morgan Moses, correct? Yeah, that's right. All right, Morgan Moses. That wasn't Moses. that hard of a name. I didn't know if I wrote it down wrong. Sorry, I was tweaking. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, he's only 30 or 28, so it's going to be a long-term type of deal. They're going to get Russ the tackle that he needs. All right, AFC West now. The Broncos are going to sign another interior D lineman. They already have some players there, but just to bolster up this defense that even more, they can go ahead, re-sign Darrell Casey or bring in a guy like Quan Short. I think once you do that, you get another veteran up there, that defense is just going to be absolutely terrifying. Okay, next, Connor with the NFC South and the AFC South. All right, first and foremost, I'm going to start with the NFC South. Um Picking the Falcons here, um, since they did just lose Julio. Um, there's a very serviceable third option receiver out there named Kenny Stills, who will come in and be the third option after Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts. Um, I think they need the help at receiver because the next guy up is Russell Gage, and he is primarily a slot guy. So they need help on the outside a lot. So I would go sign Kenny Stills. Um, and then the AFC South, there were a lot of moves that I was thinking about doing for a lot of different teams since three teams in that division now have a new quarterback, but I decided to go with Jacksonville and the biggest thing that Jacksonville needs to do before the start of the season is strip that offensive line. And I know it's not advertised as that bad of an offensive line, but Jawan Taylor, the right tackle gave up the most pressures in the league last year at 58 at, um, in 2020. And their left tackle, Cam Robinson, gave up the eighth most pressures in the league with 40. So the interior is doing their job, but the bookends are definitely not. And there's a guy that's 32. He can still give you two serviceable um, years at left or right tackle, and that's Russell Okung. Um, I think it'd be – very, very smart of them to get a tackle because that's a huge need, especially when bringing in a rookie quarterback like Lawrence. Next, we have Dobbs with the NFC and then AFC East. All right, so I'll start with the AFC East. Uh, I think that a player that would be really good in rotation on this roster and also just, I mean, you, you could, he, he'd be great in a, in a Belichick defense. Uh, get Melvin Ingram on a contract. Let's see what he can do. Like, I, I think the Patriots, like I said, would be a good team. I think adding a player like Melvin Ingram, who's obviously hitting the latter part of his career, but like who can still provide you a good impact. I think that's a really serviceable move. And then um, for the NFC East, I think that Richard Sherman going to a team like the Eagles would be something that would potentially help him out. It's more though, like he said, he wants to go to teams going to win. I don't know if that would, it would be good for them, not necessarily good for him. But even go to the Giants per se, like something a situation like that, I feel like would be a, like somewhere we could find him. So I feel like Richard Sherman might find his way over to the NFC East. He could definitely be serviceable on most rosters in the NFC East, even like we said the Cowboys. Like so, I, I feel like Richard Sherman in the NFC East could be somewhere to keep an eye on for him. Um. So okay. So for my AFC South, um, just pretty quick, 
I have the Colts going and signing Kenny Stills, just pair him with T.Y. Hilton, Pittman Jr. Um, Wentz needs everybody he can get because he's not doing it himself. So um, I think you got to give him as many options. I'm not really trying to throw it to Campbell or like um, what's the other – it's Zach Campbell and then like – no, 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 it's Zach uh, – Zach whatever. Pascal. Zach Pascal, not really a football name, not throwing it to him. So um, go sign Kenny Stills. NFC North, uh, Lions signed Malik Hooker to replace Will Harris. Um, he's uh, on. He's he's right off his rookie contract. They need to pick up his fifth-year option. He's a young player. He's had unfortunate injuries, but he can definitely step into a team and make a difference. I think he's worth the risk of the injuries. Harris only had 35 tackles and one pass breakup over 16 games last year. And he saw 67% of the snaps the first two games and then never saw more than 50%. um, Despite Detroit's horrible secondary last year. So I think get Malik hookers, a solid, solid, solid signing. And that will wrap it up for armchair GM. Um, so now we're going to be moving on to the one-on-one segment. Last week, it was Connor versus Dobbs, and they had to pick which rookie receiver would have more of an impact on their offense this upcoming season. It was Dobbs had Chase, and Connor had Bateman. Chase won 72-28, to 28, and that was a split decision by me and Dylan, so Dobbs gets the win. And then last week it asked what rookie head coach will be the best hire for the next decade. I put Brandon Staley and Dylan had Robert Sala was another split decision and the fans voted Sala. They obviously were not looking at the question correctly because he's (laughs) managing the jets. So I am 0 and one. So this week we have another one just based off the question. We decided to go with the same matchup. So first, which defensive rookie will have the biggest impact on the team this season? Connor and Dobbs. Dylan, you want to get the timer ready? Yeah, who won first last week? Do you guys remember? So I, I feel like Connor should have the floor first just off. I feel like Connor had the floor first last time, right? I did have the floor first last time. So you can have it this time if you'd like. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll we'll, take we'll, it first this time. We'll if you reverse want. it. All right, ready? Yeah, we'll hit the uno. Three, two, one. All right, so I went with uh, Trayvon Mulrig, and now my reasoning here is moreover that, and Raiders fans, I mean, here you back me up here. You guys, the, your secondary has been atrocious for a long period of time. I don't even know if you guys still know that your defensive backs can tackle someone and or make a plain coverage. So I don't like that. Like literally the Raiders haven't had a D back in so long that does anything that it's almost like it'll probably be a surprise when you see Trayvon Mulrig playing. You'll be like, holy shit. The guy who plays coverage in the backfield can come and make a play in the run game. And he also can break up passes too. Like he doesn't have to like all that's all to be said. Trevor Morgan's going to come in and make a huge impact on a team that desperately needs it in the backfield on defense. And it's, it's going to be the most noticeable thing for, I feel like any fan base this year, he's gonna be a fan favorite from day one. And I'm definitely riding with that. Cool. Six seconds to spare. All right, Connie, ready? Three, yeah, let's do it. Let's two, get it. One. All right. So I am picking Jalen Phillips, the edge for Miami. And here is why I think rookie edge defenders have probably the best um, chance of acclimating to the NFL faster because of that position that they play. 
Um, they're doing the same thing that they did in college. Yes, they're going up against harder offensive tackles, but I think Jalen Phillips was my defensive ed one in this draft. And not only that, is that Miami has a good defense already. Their secondary is great, and that's going to help him um, get to the quarterback fa uh, faster or easier. With plenty of time to spare, Connor. Okay. Right, Dobbs, you going rebuttal? Oh, for my rebuttal, I, I do definitely agree with Connor's point that Jalen Phillips is definitely going to have like an easier transition to the league on the fact that, yeah, like he's definitely coming to a better situation, a way much better defense, all that. Hear me out though. That's why I think the Trayvon Morgan's impact is to be more noticeable because he's going to come into a defense where he's going to be the, one of the stars of the defense from year one. He's going to be making plays. He's going to be booming dudes. He's going to be taking interceptions. He's going to be knocking balls out of dudes hands. Whereas there's going to be a lot of dudes making plays in the Dolphins defense. All right, Connor, rebuttal. Um, if that defense is as, as the Raiders' defense is as bad as I think it's going to be, it's going to be really hard for him to make plays if his teammates aren't helping him out as, at all, which is really the only thing. Because I think he's a great player, and I think he probably will make a lot of plays. But, like, if his teammates can't help him out, it's, he's going to have a tough time. That is true. All righty. Hunter, so, what are you feeling with this one? I'm actually going to go with Dobbs because – while I do agree that um, the rate it's going to be hard for him to make plays, I think those plays that he makes are going to be so much more crucial because it's just been so bad. As we're like, I love the Dolphins team defense. I just like as a whole, I love the Dolphins team, and like that defense is already pretty good. And like, yes, he will make a big impact on that line, but. I feel like the Raiders would suffer more not having that piece than the, the Dolphins would suffer. I swear I'm not doing this on purpose. Oh, my God. I'm going go. with Connor on this one. <laughs> I just want to say this first, though, Dobbs. I agree with you. And like kind of like Connor said in his argument, too, like a rebuttal, Trayvon Marburg is going to be a baller. Honestly, he gives me like kind of Eddie Jackson vibes where he's just really good at ball hawking and like going up and getting the ball. I took Oklahoma State against TCU in this one game last year. He intercepted this pass one hand in the back of the end zone. I'm sure you guys have all seen the highlight, right? And oh, I was oh, so yeah, mad. I was so mad. But Eddie Jackson Jaylen. vibes is a good one. I like that. No, he really does remind me of Eddie Jackson, actually. But I'm going to go Jalen Phillips just because he's with Flores, one defensive-minded guy. He's a Belichick guy, too. And Belichick said before the draft process, he was like, he said that this is the best edge defender workout I've ever seen in person before. And that just kind of blew me away. So I think Jalen Phillips is going to be a stud this year. The fact that he's playing with Flores, a guy that is Belichick's guy too. I think that I wouldn't even be surprised if they have some phone calls like, yo, what do I do to make this guy a stud? So I'm going Jalen oh, Phillips. I just have to throw this in there too. Now that the argument's over, people are people seriously are sleeping on the impact that Jalen Phillips is gonna have. Like, that, <laughs> like, like they're like people. Like, I'm glad Connor chose him because like nobody really talked about it this off season. Like, yeah. people, you know, were like, "There's not really a D one in this draft." Uh, if you're if you're willing to disregard it, like the whole concussion thing, which it, he's definitely a D one. Like, it's not, like he he's definitely has he ha he brings like four or five moves to the table consistently. He actually packages moves to beat. It, like tackles it's not just like most of these dudes coming out of college where it's raw so i I'm, i i do agree that like people are sleeping on that impact for sure i'm glad connor chose him i think we had the two best possible options that we talked about because like like, even like trade around morig he's gonna be a baller right but like 
I don't think he's probably going to – he hasn't been talked about, like, that much, right? Same with Jalen Phillips. So I'm, I'm glad you guys chose those two, those two guys. So yeah, definitely I was trying to come with something unique. Going on to the next question. Why are you cheating? Dylan's, Dylan's going to go first. Um, who wants to get the timer ready? This All right, I want to say something first, too. This is, like, kind of a weird one because I feel like it's not as much of a debate. It's just, like, who we think really – you know what I, I don't no, know. No, it's, it's kinda... still a debate. That's literally – that's who we think is really debating. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, so hey. debate. Let's oh, go. No. Oh, so no. who's going to do the timer? The second question okay. is, okay. which free agent are you most surprised hasn't been signed yet? Go ahead, Dylan. All right. My pick is Quan Alexander. Shout out to Saints. Shout out Dobbs, right? Um, hey. I feel like a lot of people are kind of like kind of forgot about him. He got traded to the Saints last year, the Achilles injury, all that good stuff. But he is still 27 years old. Like, he has a lot of football left in him if he's able to stay healthy. And I think any team that needs either linebacker depth or just a starter right now, you're not going to find, at least in the free agent list or in the entire NFL, you're not going to find someone that's as athletic as Quan Alexander is. Like, he's top-notch. He's right up there with the best of them. He can make an impact on any team that he's on. If you need a linebacker, you need to go out and get this man right now. And you could probably leverage him and get it for the low just because of his injury history. So I definitely think that's a plus side to him too. So Quan Alexander, baby. Five seconds to spare. Okay. You ready, Connor? I'm ready. While I do like Quan Alexander, I'm not surprised that he hasn't been – not that I'm not surprised, but it's not like, whoa. You have Richard Sherman out there. He's 33, okay? He's his own corner. Don't care. Do not care. The veteran leadership and his knowledge on the field is a must-sign for a team with, like, a young, talented quarterback room and a chance at contending. He is a five-time Pro Bowler, a three-time All-Pro. He's won the Super Bowl, and he was on the Hall of Fame All-2010s team. This guy is a locker room guy. He wants to compete. Bring him to a team that has a young cornerback room, and he will do wonders for your room. He's not an all-about-me type of guy. He's about the team. So my thing is I'm so surprised that nobody has 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 really tried to sign him. And maybe he maybe they have, and he's just it's not the team he's looking for, but I'm just very surprised he's still on the market. Ho oh. ho. As time expired, I did that last time. That was a buzzer beating, buzzer beating argument. Damn. Okay, go ahead, Dylan. All right, I agree with you. I think Richard Sherman is a good sign, and he needs to be signed soon. I just, I don't know. You look at his PFF grade; it was like a sixty-seven percent in coverage. Like, he's just—he's not what he used to be. He might give you some leadership and all that stuff on the defensive side. I just think he needs to go to like a team that really has a good fit. Whereas I think Quan Alexander, I'm surprised he hasn't been signed yet just because I think he could play anywhere. He's just a baller. Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny you made the point that he's only uh, 26, 27 years old because he's actually been on more teams than Richard Sherman's been on. So obviously the teams that want him don't want to keep him. Um, That's just my opinion on it because my thing is if a team finds you valuable, they're going to keep you around for a long time. And if I remember right, Richard Sherman has been around for 10 years and he's only been on two teams, whereas Quan Alexander has been around for seven years and already three teams. 
All right. Wow. That was, um, <laughs> you know what, Hunter, you really, you made your case, man. And you came up with the facts too. Look at your the reporter. And I do think that the cornerback position is more valuable. So I, I'm going to go with Hunter on this one. Yeah, I got to go with Hunter on this one. Just on the fact alone that like Richard Sherman's injury history isn't like a turn off <laughs> as opposed to like, for because no, Dylan, I have to agree with this, this though. I, I'm glad you said Quan Alexander because, on a serious note, not a lot of people have talked about him. Still, definitely, if he can get healthy, a player you'd want to have on your team. I'll tell you, he's a Saints fan. Like, he's healthy. He's one of our most impactful players um, for the short stint he had with us. I think the biggest problem, though, is it's just like the 4 3 market isn't huge for teams that need an outside linebacker right now or like, or like, you know, like an outside backer to 4 3. And it's like, so, and his injury history is so so spotty where it's like, I don't know if I want to give this guy a few million. Cause I know also I'm sure he's not taking like, if I understand correctly, he's not going to take like a huge pay cut again. I, 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 you know, so I got, he think he's that type of guy where it's, that's what, that's like kind of what makes it tough with him. Yeah, no, I, I, agree. I have the first sweep and I destroyed you. Oh my I have God. the sweep. Oh my a God. sweep. <laughs> Dude, there's on the free agent list. There's like no one else. That's like, I guess I could have gone with like Todd, Todd Gurley. Gurley. Yeah, I'm surprised nobody said Mitchell Schwartz. You could you could have made your whole argument too. on Todd Gurley purely off his name, and you probably would have won. Yeah, that's true. No, that's true. I'm glad he he's glad he didn't pick Todd Gurley. But it oh, you're saying in really, like the in like with yeah. like with other people picking it? It really doesn't matter yeah. because I I want to sweep, so he can't win oh regardless. Now. All right. Well, I'll be back next week then. But He's I also, I'm not surprised that Todd Gurley has not been signed yet. Yeah, honestly, I would not pay Todd Gurley. Like, I, I like to be honest. Okay, so moving on to our crazy stat of the week. Who holds the league record for most pass attempts in a season? And only Connor knows the answer. Okay, I know the answer because I was trying to edit the spread thing. And I, oh, Connor, I, I didn't know that white? you actually put it in. So when I, I, I when put I my like, answers in white. Yeah. So when I hovered over all of it, I saw it light up and I was like, ah, but actually, oh. so I won't participate. It'll just be YouTube, but I want to say this first. I actually think I would have guessed that. I mean, this is a pretty, this is like, I feel like I, this is I, a pretty, I, I ask a legitimately good hint and big shout out to him. Is he one of, is he one of ice's just like low key favorites that he would ever once in a while give a shout out to? No, no. It's it's I think it uh I think it might be Peyton Manning. This happened in 2012. I'll give you another hint. It's not Matt Schaub. You guys um, ready? Yep. Yeah, just give it give it to me. Matthew Stafford with See, I 727 think, okay. attempts. Oh, I think My I was actually gonna God. guess that. I think I would have. That actually happened? Yeah, would you? No, you wouldn't. That's Dude, he threw so 30, much. 36 Dude. more than the second most. But bro, stat, the Rams need to do him right. Like, the, 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 after after all he's endured in Detroit, the Rams need to do him right. Next time, Dylan, I won't put it in white. I was just like, ah. Uh, I was like, I saw it. <laughs> I should have just so, played it off and guessed it. <laughs> you would have you gotten it, yeah. That would be funny. So to finish up our show, we just have a quick mailbag segment. Thank you guys for everyone that submitted. I will not be reading one of the questions, but uh, I'll, re- I'll read them to you guys. No, so, you should read them all. No, I'm not reading that one. Um, the first one is from Streaman. He said, who's the number one running back to draft this upcoming fantasy season? I'll go first. CMC, easily. 
I'm going to say Saquon. I think he's going to have a good year this year. I'm going to change the question a little bit just because the two I already would have said we got taken. If you're going to take a player on the best value in fantasy, people are definitely sleeping on Antonio Gibson. And I think you're going to get literally absurd value if you draft Antonio Gibson before he gets taken. Anywhere just don't wait in the too second long. round. Anywhere Let's say, in the yeah, second, like, second round. round you can Antonio get him second Gibson. round. Like literally, if you want to wait to the second, if you're running back, that's the move. I also wanted to say this before you speak, Hunter, because I think it'll help you out. I think we need to make the difference between um, PPR and standard. PPR and standard. So if it's oh. standard, then oh. yeah, go ahead, Hunter. Speak. Your... Fuck it. I I'm in PPR leagues and I still take Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. <laughs> it doesn't matter. All right. The next question we have comes from Alex uh, Wang. He said, "What is Dylan's favorite gluten-based food?" Um. I will say this. Obviously, I haven't eaten gluten in a long time, willingly or like on purpose. So, but before when before I got diagnosed when I was ten. So before then, dude, I love donuts. I love donuts good answer. so much. Every good year answer. on my birthday, instead of getting a cake, my parents would just get me donuts and put candles in the donuts. Ew, that's fucking lit. <laughs> I wish that's what I had. It's horrible. That's also probably why I was chubby, though. So. They only yeah. went to Dunkin' and they got all the old-fashioned and just put a ton of Ew, candles no, in them. Boston cream. That would be small. No. Boston creams are fire. I like Boston creams. Um, Next question from Nick Longo. He says, what's your Super Bowl 56 prediction? Do one of the LA teams make it? Um, I'm just going to go off the bat. I honestly truly believe it's going to be a Bucs-Chiefs rematch. So... You think Bucks Chiefs? Yeah, I think it's just gonna be a rematch. I'm gonna go Browns and Rams. Browns Rams. So one of the NFC teams does make it. I was, dude. I was gonna say, dude. The Rams got what they needed to go to the promised land. Like it's on them now. Like I think the Rams are gonna be the team out of the NFC, and then I think the AFC is gonna be the Chiefs. I think it's going to be the Bucks. And the Bills. I knew, I knew, I knew, it was, I knew it was called. I oh, think, wait. I think, I don't think the Chiefs beat them two years in a row. You have no idea how them. hard I'd be rooting for the Bills if that's you know, if that scenario were to ever. I need to change. I need to change mine. Uh, it's Browns Bears, actually. Yeah. Yes. Sir. That's what I thought it was gonna be in Oh, I forgot. Justin Fields wiling, is gonna play this year. Why? Um, so the last question we have comes from Maddie. Zuz, I don't, I, that's probably not his real name. Uh, just Maddie. Uh, so he says, how many games will the Bears win, and who will the win the NFC North? I think eleven games is probably pretty accurate. I'm going ten. Ten. Uh, seven games and the. Vikings pull out the division in a really weird way, or the Packers, I guess. Like, I, that's that's definitely what I'd say on that. Um, no Rodgers, Bears win, and they they do a ten or eleven with Rodgers. Uh, the Packers win, but they win. The Bears still win nine or ten. Yeah, my prediction is just that Rod. Every every Packers prediction, I just want to preface is just including that Rodgers is not there at this point. Yeah. Well, that was all our mailbag segment, so I appreciate you guys submitting. Hopefully, we can get a little bit more next week. Um, we're going to be doing this weekly, and you get shout-outs, so we appreciate you guys supporting the show. 
Um, that will wrap up this episode of the RPO show. I'm glad you guys stayed and listened. Um, let us know what else you want to see. Let us know what you thought of the episode. Um, like I said, it's going to be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. It's going to be clipped on our Instagram, everything like that. So we appreciate all your support. And we're going to be back next week. Um, you guys have any closing comments? I'm good. Uh, yeah. Dante Hightower is still the most underrated linebacker <laughs> in NFL history. And yeah, Wait, just don't forget we, about it. What did we do before? What, what would Ice do? We'd say fuck Justin Herbert. Oh, yeah. That was such a cold take. Yeah, Shouts to you, Justin. Shouts to you. Proving us. It wasn't just. You know what? I mean, this we'll motherfucker proved half we'll the do. country wrong. We, have, we can just say fuck Andy Dalton. Damn. There we go. What fuck about... Andy Dalton. Damn. Fuck Anthony Lynn. I like the Anthony Lynn one's pretty fucking funny. Fuck Jared Goff. Pull up the anti list. Oh, yeah. Pull that up. Fuck Jared Goff just because. Well, Not yeah, of fu- course. Fuck Andy Dalton for real. <clears throat> he sucks. It's going to take me a minute. In like All six right, weeks, yeah, we'll, when, we'll in, in like six yeah, weeks when Justin Fields is showing love to Andy Dalton, Hunter are going to be conflicted. No, I don't Fuck. care. I even when Carson Wentz was balling out, I still hated him. Fuck off, off true. the field, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, we don't like off the field Tyreek Hill. That's a bad guy. Oh, although he posts like a lot of videos with his kid and wife now. So like, mm. our girl. Fuck he hired, Juju, yeah, he hired a PR oh, guy. Juju. <laughs> oh, dude, we oh, should say Juju. fuck whoever won the anti list member every year. So it's fuck Juju this year. Fuck and then whoever wins the anti member oh, like, next yeah, year will be the Juju. fuck. I like Fuck Chase Claypool too. Yeah. Damn. We we're, we're, we're out here just racking up the list of like. I hate the Steelers. Today. I hate the Steelers I, and their players. I have this weird. So Hunter's Hunter's made enemies today with Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, and what was it, the third city? The whole state of Ohio. Oh no! Yeah, Cincinnati and Cleveland. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, we can do Juju, and then all right, this will actually be the wrap up. I say we all get our own individual. Fuck you. Okay, Hunter's, go ahead. Hunter's, Hunter's. Everyone gets to say fuck you to one player. Mine is mine is Andy Dalton. And not because he did anything wrong, just because he's in the way. Who wants to go next? I'm trying to think of mine. I'm trying to yeah, think of mine too, because I have two easy ones that I always hate on, but that's no fun. Oh, damn. I got a good one coming up. All right, check this. Hey, fuck you to all you anti-Zach Wilson truthers, we will, we will, the day will come. As Papa John said, he said, the day of reckoning will come soon. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking, I'm waiting. I'm really, I'm, I'm salivating for Zach Wilson just to start throwing touchdowns left and right. All just right, no I, got, I got mine. And it's, CFL, not because, maybe. it's not because I don't like him. I think he's going to be, a, I don't want to say great. I think he's going to be a cool player in the NFL. But fuck Trayvon Morrig for making me lose that bet. Damn, that was a good and one. And you got swept one. in the first history of the RPO oh, show. That okay. sucks. Oh, okay. no. L of the day. <laughs> I'm voting against Hunter in any debate segment he has now, no matter what. <laughs> debate bias is kicking in already. Connor, you have one? Fuck Carson once. Oh, sorry. I didn't hear that. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Carson Wentz is just like, yo, what? That has. All right. Well, that has been our show, guys. Appreciate listening. And peace. Yes, sir.